Hey guys, welcome back. This is Jess. This is the Not Carrie Bradshaw podcast, and I am back semi-consecutively. Look at me being consistent, giving you content. Shouts out to me. Shouts out to you. Look at us all doing better. I'm super happy that you guys have tuned back in. I'm really making it a priority on my to-do list to be more consistent with my content on all of my platforms and the podcast is really important to me. So I sincerely want to say thank you to you guys for hanging in there with me while I figure things out, especially as I'm moving into doing this a little bit more solo. Um, Hopefully I can get some more guests at a later time, but right now it's just me and you. So thank you for tuning in again or checking in or hitting play or downloading or subscribing, whatever you're doing. Thank you. I super appreciate it. So as per usual, we gonna kick things off with a fashion tip. So I had the pleasure of attending Black Girls Rock last weekend. Um, It was a really unique experience. I've never gone to an award show before, least of all a filmed award show. So it was kind of interesting, um, especially because as much as it's a goal of mine to do red carpet coverage, I don't know that I've ever had the desire to actually attend an award show because they seem really, really long. Um, So this was just a little taste of what I suspected it would be like. But here's the thing. We have to talk about comfortable footwear. So this is an award show. So it's a seated event, right? So I don't know why I was seeing people walking around holding their shoes in their hands. If you can't reasonably even sit in the shoes, maybe don't buy them. Um, Just a thought. Like, I absolutely love heels. I've been wearing heels since I was like 12, like some manner of heels. Obviously not stilettos. I was not like a baby beauty pageant or anything hard as I tried to be. But I have been wearing heels for a really long time. As I'm getting older and the fact that I live in New York, I just can't wear four or five inch stilettos every day of my life as much as I would love to. Number one, I have a pretty substantial commute It doesn't make sense to wear heels like that on the streets of New York because New York is a city that is constantly under construction. Um, And if you have shoes that you value, you really can't do that if you want to. Um, And I just don't have a lifestyle right now that lends itself to me wearing heels every day, all day. It's also become increasingly more important to me as I get older to be comfortable. Like, life is uncomfortable enough for Black women as it is. I'm not about to make myself more uncomfortable via footwear that just does not fit or that I can't reasonably wear for however long I need to. Like, if I know that I'm going somewhere where I'm going to be standing for a while, I'm not going to wear, like, a four-inch stiletto. I may do, like, a mule with a chunky heel or something with a really tall platform so that in essence my foot is basically flat. I just want to encourage us to prioritize our comfort like again huge fan of style sometimes you have to suffer for the look but let's be reasonable about it. If you know that you're gonna be sitting somewhere for like two three hours maybe don't wear double spanks that don't fit and then you're painfully uncomfortable 
for that long. Like, don't do that to yourself. I think when it comes to footwear, it's a really personal choice. Obviously, your feet are what hold you up in life. You want to put them in something good, but you also need to put them in something comfortable. Like, corns are not cute. I had to basically just like get rid of like two pairs of shoes because I felt like a corn forming and I refused to be one of those people. No shade to people who have corns. I just don't want to be one of them. So I want to encourage people to either go a size up, maybe try some insoles. Insoles are amazing. Um, Hell, it's even in vogue right now to like wear sneakers with most things. Just get a pair of sneakers, but don't be scooting down the street about to spark a flame between your shoe and the pavement because you can't actually walk. Like, it takes away from your look if you can't actually walk in the damn heels. You look crazy and you look uncomfortable and you look like you aren't actually confident in what you're wearing. Like, you take away from your whole look when it's obvious that you're uncomfortable. So when you're shopping for things, specifically we're talking about shoes here, really test them out. Wear them around your apartment. I know for me, when I got my first Louboutins, I just knew that I wanted the Socates. The Socates are like five, almost six inches, I think. And they're beautiful to me. They're like the perfect single sole pump, but I could not walk in that shoe. I try walking around in them in my apartment I couldn't even like bend my knee to walk in them. I think that you have to have like a longer stride or like longer legs because the heel is so high. And as much as it broke my heart because I feel like I'm a professional heel wearer, I had to take them back because I'm not a person who can afford to spend that much money on a shoe that I can't actually wear when I want to wear it. So I took back the Socates and I got the Pagal Follies. It's a little bit more room in the toe box. The heel is slightly shorter, but it's something that I could reasonably wear and get my money's worth. So I just want us to be smart shoppers. I want us to prioritize our comfort over what you think is gonna be a good look. Cause I promise you, homie, you don't look cute scooting down the street, holding on to any and everything like gates and fences and walls to hold you up because you can't actually walk in these shoes. Like, don't do that to yourself. Never mind what other people look or what other people think about how you look. Don't do it to yourself if you're not comfortable. Don't wear it. Don't buy it. Because then you're basically wasting money too. Like, you're going to look at those shoes all the time and just automatically know you're going to have a messed up night. Like, we too old for that shit. Like... Let's be comfortable. Let's take care of ourselves. Let's consider some other options. Ain't no, ain't nothing wrong with a mule. Okay. Ain't nothing wrong with a sneaker. I'm going to tell you what I do have a problem with, though, is a kitten heel. Be a flat or be a heel. That's it. Do not roll up on me with a kitten heel. Like, girl, I took your advice. I ain't never told you we're no kitten heel. That's not what we doing. We don't do that in this family. Not Carrie Bradshaw family. Don't believe in kitten heels. You be a flat or you be a heel. That's it. So... <laughs> Um, I can't wait for you guys to see the show. I'm sure you won't see me at Black Girls Rock because I was up in the balcony. Um, But it's an amazing show. Some of the speeches were just so inspirational. I thought the performances were really good. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say anything. I don't know if they're advertising yet. I assume they are. But either way, I think the show is going to be really good. And Black Girls Rock is always 
um, inspirational for girls like us. I wonder if white women watch black girls rock and get inspiration too. Hell, they watch, watch everything else we do and apparently get inspired to steal it. So maybe. Anyway, that's it for the fashion tip. And stay tuned for our next segment where I'm going to be talking about what I'm watching. Be right back. guys let's talk tv and what i'm watching i freaking love television always have so i'm obsessed with the fact that we have access to so many um new and different shows that we probably otherwise wouldn't watch like via netflix and hulu and whatever whatever streaming services you subscribe to um right now I am watching The Righteous Gemstones which one of my Twitter homies told me to watch y'all this show is so damn funny it's a family of white pastors who run or own like a mega church but their family is actually a really trash ass mess as many of them are um I really don't want to give too much away about it, but hijinks ensue because they're basically like faux Christians, but they've made a whole lot of money kind of exploiting people who think that that's what Christianity is. Um, I think that they do a great job of poking fun at right wing Christians and at the concept of mega churches. No shade to anybody who goes to one. Like, don't hop in my mentions about it. But this show is freaking hilarious. It stars John Goodman, who is just one of my, like, favorite people to randomly see in any movie. I just enjoy his face. I enjoy his voice. He has such, like, a good fatherly voice. But this show is raunchy. It's unexpected. It's very new. There are only two episodes, so you can catch up. Um, The plot twist in episode two, I feel a way that I didn't see it coming, but one of my really close friends was like, oh, girl, I already knew off rip. I'm like, you ain't no shit. But anyway, (laughs) um, highly recommend The Righteous Gemstones on HBO. You guys know I have a very random love of British comedies. So after I wrapped up Dairy Girls, um, which I talked about on the previous podcast, I started The Inbetweeners, which is like... Super bad on Adderall. It's really a mess. It's these four friends in a small town in England. They're in high school. They're trying to get laid. Their hormones are raging and they're constantly just messing up every single opportunity that they get to be cool or even to just be regular people. It takes place in the early 2000s. So the fashions are freaking hilarious. It's just thin eyebrows and frosty eyeshadow and low-rise jeans as far as the eye can see um I always find it really interesting too on British shows where they give you these hints or these you know very direct and you know hints that certain girls are supposed to be like very beautiful and then you see them and you're like are they let me see what the other bitches look like anyway I think it's freaking hilarious it's really uh disgusting actually it's a lot of parts of it that I was like okay maybe I can't watch this on the train 
Um, we'll save this when I get home. But it's a really funny show. I think it's only like three seasons and then it got canceled. I think they randomly have a couple of movies that I may or may not look into because I kind of want to know what happens with the boys. But it's about, you know, friendship and raging hormones and, you know, identity. But it's from the early 2000s. So it's not too, too deep. But it was a fun watch um, just to kind of pass the time if you don't want to, you know, if you want to watch something where you just want to laugh and not think too hard. I really enjoyed The Inbetweeners. Again, that's on Netflix. Y'all, I tried to watch Designing Women. It popped up on Hulu. And I was like, oh, this will be fun for some nostalgia and just to look at some 80s fashions. And it is riddled with casual racism, homophobia. There was an episode where all the ladies slut-shamed a sex worker. And I was just like, oh, fun. Like, I used to watch Designing Women with my grandma along with, like, Mama's Family and Golden Girls. But because I was so young, I don't actually remember the details of almost any of those shows. I do remember that I liked watching Julia Sugarbaker read Bitches for Filth. But I don't remember, and I probably wouldn't have recognized, um, you know, racism and homophobia and things like that when I was little anyway. It's definitely a relic of the past. It's not a show that could exist now the way that it does but I feel that way even about sex in the city and sex in the city isn't that old it's relatively recent and it's still riddled with a lot of problematic shit um so I don't know if I'll be finishing designing women because it just got to be a bit much with this last episode it was just like a lot of self-righteousness but I also understand that it took place in like white Atlanta so yeah, if you want to endure some um, abuse at the hands of four Southern white ladies, have at Designing Women. Um, lastly, I'm super happy that the most recent season of The Good Place is on Netflix. I do not like to watch that show when it's live, like as it comes out. It's one of the shows that I like to binge. For some reason, it's just some shows that I would just rather binge than watch on a weekly basis. The Good Place, if you are somehow unaware of what it is, you are missing out on one of the best things in life. It's so good. It's so well written. Um, How do I explain it? So it's basically about these four... I guess you could say it's like a motley crew of people who die and end up in the good place is what they call it. I don't want to see. I'm scared to even talk about it because I just don't want to give too much of it away. But it stars Ted Danson and Kristen Bell. And because I watched Cheers a lot when I was a kid and I'm a casual fan of Curb Your Enthusiasm, I really love seeing Ted Danson do almost anything. So this show is really funny. Um, They talk a lot about kind of different philosophies of what it means to be a good person, a moral person, to do things that are ethical, how we define what's good and bad. You may or may not find yourself in an existential crisis, but you'll laugh your way through it. It's really just I enjoy comedy that's smart and well-written and not super on the nose. Um, I think we have enough of that for this to kind of balance out the things that are out there so this is season three that just premiered on um netflix so i highly recommend it it's a freaking hilarious and i think you incidentally you end up learning a lot too 
So that's what I'm watching. I attempted to watch Dave Chappelle's um, comedy special, but we'll get into that in the next segment. And I'll be right back. people scoot in real close I know y'all are mostly the only ones listening anyway we have to talk about the fact that we just do not allow each other to enjoy anything like for fuck's sake y'all have been so draining since this damn chicken sandwich came out like why couldn't we just enjoy the social media hijinks without you guys making it some sort of moral or economic quandary? And it's just weird to me that anytime black people enjoy anything, we amongst ourselves then blame our enjoyment of that thing on the reasons why we can't insert whatever form of oppression there. And I don't think that some of you guys realize that by doing that, you're actually repeating a lot of anti-Black rhetoric that white people spew about us. So if you are somehow unaware, there has been an ongoing or there was an ongoing debate between which chicken sandwich was better between Popeye's and Chick-fil-A and then some other restaurants jumped into it. And it was just like a fun social media thing to watch and apparently just from allegedly from the social media discourse Popeyes ended up making all these millions of dollars which prompted some of the YouTube scholars to come up with conspiracy theories as to how this chicken sandwich is just another form of genocide for black people Um, I saw one dude claim that Women who, and I'm not joking when I say this, that women who switched from the Chick-fil-A sandwich to the Popeye sandwich, that we never should question why we get cheated on again. And I was just like, wow, somebody ain't getting no ass. So I feel like this was just a fun thing for people to discuss or to debate or to make memes over or whatever on social media. And a bunch of people made it into oh well why don't we get people out here to vote like this black people do vote like we do vote and for a lot of black people who don't vote it's likely because of some sort of systemic something like we have to stop making our inability to access certain things our own fault all the time like you can't We can walk and chew gum at the same time. Like, yes, our community has a lot of shit that we need to work on within ourselves, but we can't keep tying every single thing that happens in our lives to some greater thing. Like, we have to allow ourselves and each other to just enjoy shit. I think about when I first started watching the show Broad City. Broad City is one of my favorite um, television comedies of all time. It stars these two white girls who live in Brooklyn, and they're kind of ne'er-do-wells. They're trying to find themselves, but they spend a lot of time just bullshitting, 
getting high, hijinks ensue, whatever, whatever. And one of my friends was saying, you know, black people can never have a show like this because black girls are not allowed to be that casual about their lives. So you compare that where you have like late 20s, 30 somethings trying to figure out their lives to insecure where it's the same thing but everybody has a job and if they don't have a job it's a huge deal that they don't have a job and they're just trying to be great and you know we don't really allow each other to be publicly imperfect we force every black person who has any semblance of a platform even just a regular person like me like that everything that we do has to be some form of activism. It somehow has to be politicized. Even with black women's hair, we, we're not allowed to just do our hair the way we want to without it meaning something greater within our community. Like, it's still really funny to me how I see natural hair Instagram pages throw shade at other black girls for getting relaxers. I'm sorry, homegirl. I'm from Atlanta. I'm extremely secure in my blackness. I don't need natural hair to validate my existence as a black woman. You do you and I'm going to do me. I let you enjoy your Bantu knot twist out with all kinds of curl puddings and souffles. Let me enjoy my creamy crack. Like, what is the big deal? Why can't we just allow each other to just enjoy things without saying, oh, well, that's why we can't get ahead. And that that's just not true. The biggest myth that I saw during this whole time was that we should be supporting black businesses the way we support Popeye's. First of all, we do support black businesses. We just don't support bad black businesses. And there were so many like entrepreneurial, whatever, whatever, Instagram pages, just talking so bad about the black community for buying these damn chicken sandwiches and saying like, we need to be putting that money towards our own community. And if we would just support each other's businesses, but this is just another example of crabs in a barrel. Bitch, no, it's not. This is not crabs in a barrel. This is just people enjoying a chicken sandwich. And sure, it made this company a lot of money, but I just don't think that the $6 or however much people spent on it that went towards that sandwich was going to somehow fix every single economic issue that we have within the black community. That's not how life works. Like, we're not bad black people for not wanting to buy your logo t-shirts with blavity sayings on them. Why don't you maybe look at another branding strategy or maybe there is something that you're not doing right in terms of quality or in terms of promotion or in terms of customer service? Because what I do know about black people is that we're extremely picky about how we spend our money. We're very specific Customers, we want a very specific kind of experience. If you provide an excellent good or service, which is what this whole thing proves, if you provide a good, an excellent good or service, we will big you up to any and everybody we know. We won't even just buy one, we'll buy them in the hundreds. Like we support the fuck out of things that we really like, but we are not obligated. 
at all to support a black business that does bad business. And if you are a black business owner who's setting that expectation, you're doing us a huge disservice by expecting for us to pay good, hard earned money for goods and services that are shit. And then you hear people say, well, these other people of color, these other ethnic communities, they do it. No, the fuck they don't. I have, I actually have friends who are non-black people of color. And when I tell them like, oh yeah, you know, it's like this huge belief that you guys support each other's businesses no matter what. They think I'm making it up. Like they think that that's insane. One of my closest friends, like I would say best friend, but it's hard for me to use that phrase for other reasons. We'll talk about a later time. She's South Asian. And she was like, that shit is not true. Like if your business sucks, your business sucks. Like, what do you mean? I was like, there is a belief that almost any ethnicity that's not black who thrives, especially in black communities, that y'all just support each other, even if your business is trash. And she's like, that's exceedingly wrong. Why do we keep doing this thing where if we're not from our own perception excelling in this one space, then we feel like we need to blame it on some huge macro issue that we're somehow missing. Black people do vote. Black people do support black businesses. Black people are smart consumers. Yeah, we do have some issues within our community where we could be doing better, But that's a separate conversation from just liking a fucking chicken sandwich. Let people enjoy things. Life is really hard. Legitimately, life is hard. None of us are going through life and it's a cakewalk. We deserve to be able to find happiness wherever we can, especially as black people, especially as African-Americans or however you identify like people are allowed to enjoy things in life. And you don't need to force them into being some sort of activist with everything they do. It's just not fair. That is a prison of your own creation. When you're not allowing yourself to just partake in the good or the fun parts of life, you're setting yourself up and you're trying to take us down with you. You ain't going to take me down. I'm going to enjoy the hell out of my life for as long as I can because it's a huge blessing just to be here especially as a black person it is a blessing to be here and what you're basically saying is that every step I take needs to be calculated towards carrying my entire race and going against what y'all clearly don't understand is a lot of systemic racism every single day with every single thing that I do bro sometimes I just want to chill and have fun sometimes I just want to shake my ass because it's fun to shake your ass and I should be able to shake my ass if I want to without bringing down the entire race and gender of black women that's not a thing that is not a thing y'all have ruined the hell out of hot girl summer and made it into some sort of like fake deep shit I'm not having a hot girl summer I'm having a meditation self-care whatever bitch that is a hot girl summer if that's how you want to define it if that's how you want to have fun if that's how you wanted to turn up this summer that's what that is nobody ever said that you had to go out here and scam niggas and shake your ass if you didn't want to if that's not a part of your hot girl summer it don't have to be you can really do you but you don't have to shit on other people for how they do them which brings me to my next point I did everything that I could to get through Dave Chappelle's stand-up I really did I'm a huge fan of comedy I'm a huge fan of stand-up comedy 
Dave Chappelle is just not for me. I don't like to say that someone isn't funny or that someone is not a talented comedian just because they're saying things that I don't relate to or that I think are fundamentally wrong from my perception. I think that your taste in comedy is just as personal as your taste in sex. You will never make someone think something is funny that just isn't. The mere notion of explaining why it's funny makes it not funny. There are certain things sexually that people are into that they will never even convince me to try and vice versa. Like I have been a bridesmaid 16,000 times in the past five years on every bachelorette trip. Everybody sits around on one night and we have like a huge sex talk. There are a lot of women who do not like to give head and there are a lot of women who do the ones who do can't convince the ones who don't and vice versa that's how I feel about comedy if there is a comedian who you enjoy who I just don't that's just it we're not going to change each other's minds but we don't we don't need to cancel anybody I'm not saying that Dave Chappelle needs to be canceled for the fact that he doubled down on, you know, offending further marginalized communities because he continues to ignore intersectionality within the, the black community. That's his choice. That's his platform. That's his business. And that's his fans business. If you guys want to go on thinking that he is the greatest comedian to ever walk the face of the earth, that's your business. I don't need to go on a crusade to say cancel Dave Chappelle. Rock with it if you want to. It's just not for me. That's one of my favorite quotes by Amy Poehler. Good for her, not for me. Allow people to enjoy the things that they enjoy. I have a huge problem with a black man standing on a stage making jokes about child molestation. I have a huge problem with a black man standing on a stage basically pitting against each other the black community and the LGBTQ community as if there aren't black people within that community. That's weird to me and it's wrong to me, but that's my choice. I don't find that funny, but it's perfectly okay if you do. Maybe you have some issues you need to work through. I don't know. I don't know if that makes you a bad person because I don't have a heaven or a hell to send you to. I just know that I don't fuck with it. My point is let people enjoy the things that they enjoy as long as it ain't hurting you. Again, it's just like a sex choice. As long as everybody in the room is a consenting adult and everybody is there for the same purpose, do you. But I don't have to go in that room with you if I don't want to. And you need to be confident enough in your choices that you don't need the validation of other people to tell you that it's okay to like what you like. Comedy and sex, same thing. It's some shit you'll never convince me to even try. It could have given you the greatest orgasm of your entire life. I don't want to try it, whatever it was. Just like with comedy, you may have laughed harder than you've ever laughed before at Dave Chappelle's stand-up special. It ain't for me. It's a personal choice, and it's your choice. Do you. I just want us to not put each other in such a box where we're saying that you're a good or a bad person based on these like kind of trivial things again we have some shit to work on within our community sure some of the things that we do are our own fault and don't have anything to do with any outside influence to an extent that could be argued that's another philosophical sociological question like yeah i don't know but 
there are some things that we can address within our own communities, but there are also some things outside of us that we don't really have any control over that we don't need to be attacking each other for. Everything bad in our community is not our fault. And we're allowed to just enjoy life too. Even more so, probably, than other people because we were denied the ability to do it for so long. So don't be a part of the problem by beating people down for the shit that they enjoy. If it ain't for you, it ain't for you. Cool. If you don't like some shit, keep scrolling. If you don't like some shit, don't buy it. Don't go there. Don't do it. Don't try it. But don't try to make this grand macro, fake deep, sea moss ass thought. Like, fuck that. That's draining. I'm over it. Like, y'all ruined Hot Girl Summer. Y'all ruined Popeye sandwiches. And now I feel like I'm a part of the problem because I'm telling y'all about yourselves too. But my point is, let niggas enjoy shit. Damn. Everything ain't a conspiracy theory. Some things just are what they are. (sighs) Anyway, really had to get that off my chest. Um, I hope y'all enjoy yourselves these last couple days of summer. I'm definitely going to try to... And yeah, that really wore me out. I need some water. I'm thirsty now. I'm tired. I need to take off my makeup and go to bed. So thank you for checking in with me again. Feel like things got a little deep. I do that sometimes. Um, Stick with me though. Like, comment, subscribe. Send me money. Follow me on Instagram at NotCarrieBradshaw. And yeah, stay tuned. Hopefully I'll have some new fun and exciting things for you guys in store send out a prayer for you girl and yeah go out there be great i hope your skin is glowing i hope your credit score is going up i hope your waist is getting smaller and that your hairline is flourishing those are my well wishes to all of you beautiful people all right till next time bye